Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Megan Kennedy, PAC and owner of Windermere Dental and Medical Spa and Fleet Brown's Microblading Training in Orlando, Florida. Also, Lizzie Nizam, PA of Alabama Surgical Arts in Montgomery, Alabama. So welcome to the to the Medical Spa Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Tiersch. We've got Kathy Christensen along for the ride, and we've got Lily Nazarian, except it's not Nazarian, it's something else. What's your last name? Lily Nizam. <laughs> Nizam from Alabama, who is a PA and an aesthetic professional who is in the middle of opening your own med spa from the basically from the ground up, not completely. Um, so we're going to talk to you about your journey and your story, which I can't wait. Um, how are you doing today, Lily? Everything good? I'm doing great. Thank you. All right. Um, and then the first ever repeat guest, the Yay! lovely and talented Megan Kennedy. We're actually in your hometown of Orlando for the Orlando Boot Camp. And um, thanks for joining us again. Yes, of course. Thank you. Your um, original podcast was very well received. So we thank you for that. And we it had was, a lot of fun. We did. Um, it was done in Vegas. This is different, but the same. Because, similar, very similar. yeah, I mean, <laughs> the sake has been flowing and, you know, <laughs> the kids have been put to bed. That's right. right? <laughs> um, but, Megan, how are you? Everything good? Doing great. Doing great. I'm happy you guys are here. We're, we're, we're super happy. So, um, you guys are both PAs. Yes. And um, it's been interesting because we've been reading a lot about PAs and NPs in this business um, who you guys are really in many ways taking over but Lily I want to start with you because you've got such a oh, you've got an interesting story you got an interesting <laughs> story yes. um, first of all you're like just an absolutely beautiful woman from and you're in Alabama yes. how did you end up in Alabama well it started out <laughs> on a pretty interesting journey so I started out in Boston then went to Minnesota then went to New York and that then is interesting. Rock. And now I'm in Alabama because my husband and I decided to purchase a practice in Montgomery, Alabama um, about three months ago. Um, it was the decision made because my uh, husband's father ended up retiring and he's out um, about an hour north of uh, Montgomery. So we decided to settle there and with families. And your husband's a dentist, correct? He's an oral, oral surgeon. Oral surgeon? Mm -hmm. And he, Apparently, um, there's something in the water between <laughs> dentists slash oral surgeons and PAs. We learned that today. Yes, yes. There's yeah. a lot. Yes, something um, definitely in the water. Like a love connection. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. There's an uh, attraction between the two. You guys do like do you like mixers and yeah. dental school and PA school. <laughs> and, and it's like play you flag wouldn't normally football. cross paths like in like a setting like a student setting. So that's pretty yeah. interesting. But you guys are both married to dentists. Yeah, essentially. But her, yeah. Oral surgeon. Oral surgeon. So when he, I say that, I'm not sure. Yes, he uh, specializes in uh, cosmetic surgery too. So he does a lot of facelifts and rhinoplasties, uh, blefs, um, all, all the cosmetic surgery uh, procedures that would kind of uh, attach to what I would be doing, um, you know, in more of the aesthetic world. So That's it's awesome. a great um, addition to what I'm trying to do. Um, but I think he thinks of me more of an addition to him. Yeah, right. But it's the other <laughs> way around. We all know the truth. <laughs> so and it's such an amazing practice. So I've been able to look and see some of the plants that she has and what she's doing. And she's really doing a full renovation. And it's, it's incredible, the trenches, if you will, that she's in right now in the building phase. And I know exactly where she is because... You know, only but you two years ago thing. I was there, and yeah. Well, let's let's so <laughs> I amazing. actually want to dig into that a little bit. 
tell me where you are in the process. Like, did you, are you living in the construction zone? I mean, do you have a, like, we what's... We are 100% living in the construction zone. Um, so we are about three months in the process. We are doing our working reno, which means we're working during the construction is going on. And we have the entire downstairs blocked off. Um, and we're working just half of it, you know? Yeah. So every day there's like... You know, um, construction workers walking through the places where we're working, and they're asking a ton of questions. There's dust flying all around. Um, there's sounds um, like jackhammers a great off. environment <laughs> for Botox. Great environment, but our patients have been really. Um, receptive of the entire thing they're super happy we're in the community and i'm really grateful for all of them um and being so understanding um i'm just you know glad that we're on this path i'm super excited to see the final results so what's the what's the ultimate goal and because megan you have the same experience what's the ultimate goal mixing oral surgery and it's i know it's some some facial surgery as well but with Aesthetics, the the whole dental oral surgery side and aesthetics is something that we're seeing a lot more of, and I'm curious how that's how that's working out for you. Um, it's it's been working out great because the patients that we see who um, are who are putting their oral health in, um, you know, their uh, yeah, <laughs> um, they they're also very interested in you know how they look as a whole, like on their face, you know, right. um, and a lot of people in um, that situation they also are considering Botox for like TMJ and and then that also like leads to Botox for the forehead and migraines and whatnot so it it actually um, is very like hand in hand absolutely Botox you know or disporter Xeomin for um, masseter injection for mm-hmm. bruxing yeah. or clenching or grinding is or TMJ or TMD is essentially like a great way to refer back and forth. Yes. And so it's been great. It's been that's actually essentially how we began because we realized the need for to be in one office because people would drive in almost an hour to see him or an hour to see me and they'd come back and forth and they would say oh I love your husband or oh I love your wife and it was just very obvious to us that if someone's willing to drive over an hour why not put it in the same office and we have everything essentially one full service facility for them to be able to accomplish all their goals. And like what Lily said is, if they want their teeth to look good, if they want Invisalign, they want Zoom whitening, they want implants, whatever it is that they want, they also want to start looking good on the outside. And the same is the opposite way. If they come in wanting just to look good on the outside, they start thinking about their teeth more too. So the combination yeah. of this is is really um, something that's not often seen, but I think it's going to be often seen yeah. soon eventually. So, so there's no... so. You feel like it's a natural fit. There's nothing. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And nothing in the beginning, people always thought we were, you know, like, why would these two things go together? But yeah. it just fits like a puzzle piece. It's amazing. So, and tell me, do you, Lily, you, with the aesthetic practice, mm-hmm. um, do you find a lot of the cross referral opportunities are working from the the dental, the oral surgery side to the I, aesthetic we, side? We do. Um, my husband actually did a ton of referral back and forth to himself last year when he was doing both. Um, and it's quite interesting because people are very interested and once they know you as a you know provider and they trust you they're more open to taking um, you know any recommendations that you have yeah. and, they, and they just listen to you and they, they trust everything that you say absolutely and it's an easy discussion for a dentist to or an oral surgeon to talk about the wear on the teeth related to the grinding or the bruxing right. and I think it's an easy um, discussion to have because it's there's some sort of physical evidence that there's a problem 
And I think traditionally dentists throw a night guard on. You know, they throw that like band aid. You know, here you go. This I is still what we have my do. Night guard from middle school. Yeah, and not saying that night guards are bad because they're great, but there's a more to it. You know, than just putting a night guard on. And I think that um, it's such a nice merge of two offices, two services. So, um, Lily, you're in the middle, kind of in the yes. We're like literally the in the middle of and, middle and of everything. When is the completed space going to be so, done? So <laughs> it changes every single day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just something you have to come to terms with. When you're building a new practice, you know, you have to be flexible and understanding that not everything's going to go your way. Um, yeah. And as providers, I think all of us are very type A um, and we want to be in control of, you know, everything, you know, um, but we were starting out like um, saying that was ending in December, but I think we're now pushed out to this, uh, January, okay. which is fine. So, so fully renoed, everything yes. will be built out yes. by January. Yes. But what's great, I think, about her situation is she's able to have a working reno. Yes. So she's able to have her existing client base and renovate, you yeah. know, at the same time. And that's huge for like, as a business owner, you know, that you have to have. And she has staff. Yes. yes. You have a yeah. full team. Yeah. You have to have income coming in, you know, to fund your reno, <laughs> fund your new equipment, uh, fund your boot camps that you're going to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, she walked in with a full team of employees too. Yeah, we have so, um, a, so let's because I, I, I actually want to. Um, actually, I'm curious about that because you just moved to Alabama. Yes, and so you moved to Alabama specifically to kind of purchase yes. this yes. practice. Yeah. Um, so you opened up and basically hit the ground running with employees and, mm-hmm. and how did you manage to, to do that? Um, I think the biggest part is that you have to be um, more like open-minded and like, like to network and talk to other people because starting out in a new town, even without a new business is very difficult, especially at the age where you're not going to school you're not, you know, in college where you're meeting so you other people. Had zero patients I don't, I don't, I didn't know anyone except for um, his parents. And they purchased a database of patients. Yes. There is a database of patients there, okay. an existing base. Mm-hmm. Except oral surgery is not like a repeat. They're not very repeat. That's actually what we were talking about this morning. He said, so they're not... They're not repeats, no. We have someone else here that... They're done and then they're like, okay, bye. So the the practice you purchased Mm -hmm. was a dental practice, oral surgery surgery practice. So then you can market to them, though, your stuff. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and bring them back in. Yeah. That's a really interesting, unique situation because she has a patients who trust the practice mm-hmm. so how, to bring that's let me, a lot of times and this is maybe different from oral surgery dentistry to medical spas but a lot of times people buy practices their main concern is being able to retain yes. the patients that are there yeah. what's the what's the attrition rate or what's the rate of people that have actually stayed with that practice as opposed to left if you know um, I don't know a specific rate we've been open for about um, three months now but in my previous experience we had an um, internal medicine practice and we also had a, a med spa and I think it's a great adjunct to any practice that you know if you're able to add like a med spa portion to it which is a great um, way to get involved with AMSPA um, because it does help you you know see those patients more frequently um, bring them back for treatments like say your OBGYN um, oh, office they you know, have a fantastic patient med spa internal, internal medicine med spa um Basically, like any, you can incorporate. The you know. thing too, that to answer your question, like about attrition rate, though, I think it's different for every practice because she, their oral surgery, like it's different because the specialist 
they may have these referrals, but these are one-time patients mm -hmm. that come in and get something done. But now with them coming in and having all these other services that are aesthetic, mm -hmm. they're going to have this patient base to market to now. Mm -hmm. They may not come in for like their like you know cleanings and all this stuff that you would see at a general dentist, right? But they're going to come in for now other services because they already trust the facility. Right. And I think that that's key because they're starting out with tons of patients but yet they got to capture them to bring them back in yes. it's not your typical patient that would come in for a routine yeah no it's it's it's, it's, a very it's like unique. you're literally taking a list of people and then trying to resell Tell them, them. Yes. on like what you're doing yes. with a different surgeon but then a different set of yeah services well, and then beyond to. that i think we're kind of tiptoeing around the elephant in the room which is alabama right yes like tell me a little bit about that market and clientele because it's not i'm curious to see what the education is for the services that you're offering and if what are you saying about alabama which by the way <laughs> the crimson tides logo i believe oh is my god an they elephant, were amazing which is kind of weird amazing. to think about but so um i'm saying they're amazing but i'm not sure that the education is where it would be in New York City or in Boston. Like the, or the, at least the awareness uh, <laughs> for the aesthetic treatments, too. I think everyone wants to look good at the end of the day. Um, so I think um, even if they're not educated about all of the current treatments that are out there, we're here to bring it to them, you know. Um, and going to, again, going to the boot camps, going to the medical spa show is a great way to, you know, learn about the latest updates on what the tr current treatments are. And then you can bring, bring that home and just offer it to them, educate them. You can whole seminars, um, whole little like educational parties um, and educate all your clients, you know, because everyone wants to look good. You know, all you need to do is like say, oh, what's the latest like um, way to look younger? And then people will sign up and come and yeah. listen to what, so, so what you have to say. You're, you're where in Alabama again? Montgomery. Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. Um, it's the capital, capital. of Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yes. Obviously. I thought, Obviously. That was, I thought that could go unsaid. But. Is this your first boot camp? <laughs> this is my first boot camp, first yes. First boot camp. Yes. Oh, you're like a boot camp yep. newbie. That's so cute. <laughs> so, but in a, in, a, in a place like Montgomery, which yeah. is, you know, it's a non-traditional aesthetic space from the, not that there's not people that want aesthetics there, but just from, you think of even, we were in Nashville last yeah. month, and although that is also a secondary market it's a there's a big city there it's right. growing um is, is there a market in places like montgomery and, and and how strong is it are you seeing a lot of interest are people coming and, and looking you up and so we haven't done um we haven't done much marketing um to be honest with you we just have been posting on instagram and we've gotten a lot of people who are interested we've we've been seeing a ton of people come in and displaying interest just based on instagram and facebook alone um so I think there is a market. We haven't really hit it that hard, to be honest, because we're undergoing renovations. Yeah. So maybe on our uh, future podcast, we can... Uh... She needs to do the cover of a magazine. <laughs> Alex, she needs the cover of the magazine. <laughs> when you look at like you guys should that do the kind of you should totally. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go. No, when you look at that kind of market though, like yeah. it's interesting because we have success stories in like Kansas City, and so, mm -hmm. you know it's a smaller market. But when you do it really well, yes. that's like the majority of people come yeah. to you know. Yeah. The that's kind of what I'm getting. It doesn't matter how. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The hard yeah. part is some of the laws for PAs there. They're a little bit more stringent, and yeah. I think. We'll With the help here. of Amspa, yeah. this will, <laughs> no pressure, pressure. <laughs> we can get it accomplished. Yeah. Yes. We, we were talking about that earlier, on the, and it's, um, PAs are not allowed to, and, and NPs yes. are not allowed to inject in, in Alabama. Which is mind-blowing. Um, mind which blowing. is truly unique. Now, there's yeah. very few places that I've 
Two, I think no. two, and like two states total. It's, I, it's, I believe so. Yeah, if that, and yeah, and, um, yeah if that, yeah. That's that's that puts a little bit of a kind of a governor on what you can do. Puts a little damper right? on on the, on the day, but you know, at the end of the day, I you know have been injecting for almost five years now, and I can still do like all of the uh, consultation leading up to the whole um, process where I can recommend certain um, procedures, certain fillers, how many units of Botox or Dysporazium that you need. You know, I'm fully educated on all of that, and the patients um, trust me because yeah. I mean, I know the what hard I'm part is about. they want you to do it though. Yeah, well, yeah. it's fine so because. My husband's like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you're like, and I'm going to bring my husband in. So They don't mind. But what, but what I think is, is unique is like, and I think and it will change. Yeah. I think the state will finally catch up with all the other states, hopefully, and come around because that's very unique to not have that. PAs and NPs. It, I mean, that's absolutely uh, like a monopoly, there's, if you there's, will. A, there's so many political factors at work that have to be... I don't, I don't mind, honestly. But yeah, I do, I mean, for the, sake, for the sake of PAs... Um, <laughs> For the sake of PAs, I do think we, you know, something needs to be done, of course. Yeah. Um, well, our next stop is going to be Mount Gamaliel. <laughs> it's on record. Yeah. Uh, um, but he, we'll I mean, he's fully trained. He's a, he's a cosmetic yeah. surgeon as well, uh, on top of the oral surgery. So um, he's been doing just as much injectables as I have. Um, yeah. But he, I, his time is better utilized, you know, doing yeah. you know, other no, things. I mean, so it's I'll, just, I'll do the For the sake of PAs and like NPs, I mean, it's just, yeah. it, 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 it's, it just should be allowed. I mean, well, it's, it's surprising because most, most cosmetic surgeons don't want to be doing injectables or doing consults for laser treatments. Well, they, well, they, they already be, have a lot on their plate, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that yeah. I can't do because I'm not a surgeon, you know, and he has a lot more things that he has to, has to do, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I have a couple of questions for you, Megan, so. Okay, I'm ready. Don't go anywhere. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but Lily, if you had, what's the one, like, real lesson you've learned about the process of purchasing a practice Building it out. Okay. Like what's like? What's the? What, That's a very what loaded question. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is that you can never um, learn too much. Okay. So if you're thinking about um, purchasing a practice or possibly building a practice or just like even thinking about going towards that route definitely needs to like learn as much as possible on like the business aspects you know we're all medical providers we I mean I'm not really like business savvy person you know I'm like oh I could diagnose this what's the you know treatment for it and then like x y and z I'm not like thinking about how to build a practice how to retain patients how how to sell something how you know like none of that which so. is actually very interesting because AMSPA a great source would beat the med students the PA students the schools yeah, you know? no, I mean, trust me, we, we, we see that all the time. Because that's not something that yeah. they teach us. No, you know, not. we're really, when we and get out of school, what we about your, that. what about your husband who's in cosmetic surgery? Yeah, and does same, he have any thing. business training too? No, or? definitely not. Yeah. I mean, there are programs out there that ha- that combine like MD, MBA programs, but traditionally, no. Yeah. There's no like business program in your um, curriculum. We've got Jordan, um, Megan's um, husband here, and he's part of the live studio audience. And sorry, I just threw that at you. Like, <laughs> You're a dentist. Is there any business training at all in dental school? When like, or is it the same kind of thing with medical, where you do your, you do your your clinical training, and they throw you out in the world and expect you to know how to run a practice? Yes, no, no business That's at all. That's amazing. It's truly amazing. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that, Jordan. Thank you. More from Jordan later. Yes, more from Jordan later. <laughs> um, so, 
So just so your advice is just learn as much as you possibly can. Learn as much as you can. If you um, can, just on the go business side of things. On the business side, and yeah. just like just being able to like be familiar with all the different aspects of having a med spa, like the different type of um, products that are out there, different type of treatments, um, what the current controversies are. Just being like just immersed in the whole entire thing. You can't like tiptoe around it. You can't just like be half in, half out. Because if this is a business, you need to be like all in. You know, but I think the hard part is, is like a non-business owner prior to you mm-hmm. think, oh my gosh, this person's making so much money. Yep. It looks so easy. No, yeah. and I can't believe I'm bringing in so much money for them. And then you branch out, do it yourself, and you're like, oh wait a minute, yeah, this wait, is really, a lot it's harder, easy, right? Isn't it? No, it's very difficult. <laughs> very hard. Um, actually, that was that was a book I read. Um, really? Yeah, uh, E Myth, where you're like oh. you're, you're like doing something like amazing, and you think like you know, oh yeah, I can do it myself, but you actually you're missing a whole different portion of you that you are not aware of. Like you're not a business person. You don't think about you don't think about these things because you're just focused on like the technical aspects of yes. what you're doing. Actually, you read that book and you had mentioned something about there's technicians and then there's managers, managers yeah. and entrepreneurs. What's the, what's the book called? E-Myth. 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 But I think that's a really good point. I think the other thing that's underestimated is the team. Like the, you know, we don't, I don't like, we don't call them staff in our office, but team, like the team itself. Like Target. It's like really hard to manage. Just so, like Target. It, oh, is that what it is? Yes. That's we are running the aesthetic a, we Our go goal for is the Target look. Spot. Yes. Is the full Target Red look. Shirts. <laughs> so, um, for everybody. No, I, I mean you're, you're totally right, and I think it's a it's a it's it's an absence in medical training, yes. legal training, yeah. um, dental training, everything, where there's just no appreciation towards the fact that a lot of people are going to be running their own practices, but they have no idea how to do it. And it's that's why a lot of places fail, or they go into Absolutely. massive amounts of debt. And, well, you know, so, that, my question for you is, like, at what point do you say... I'm like, I'm over my head. Like, I don't quite know what to do. And then what do you, when you make that realization, like we just had an accounting moment in our office where I was like, if we get to this point, it can't come back to me because I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Um, so at what point, what do you do at that point? Well, I think that's a good point because it's not about what you bring in. It's about what you keep. And so I think people look at the overall, like, you know, I hear some practices, I brought $8 million in, but I've only kept 100000 Like, mm-hmm. it's not about yeah. what you bring in. And so I think of this as the tub theory. I call it tub theory. So the tub, the faucet, is the amount of money that's coming in. It could be turned on high blast or it could be turned on a dripping. But how large is the drain? So if, the t- if it's coming flowing in like crazy, but your drain is really large, it doesn't matter. That if your drain is, like, super tight and it's flowing in as a drip, you're gonna get more out of a drip and a tight drain than you would a free flow with a huge drain. If that's that a, makes any sense. Analogy. So I like yeah. to think of it as a tub. All I'm thinking of is like <laughs> the hair like caked at the bottom of the drain. Well, there's a couple of hair that gets stuck in the drain. and. Yeah. I'm losing a lot of hair, so that's not me. Yeah. Like, uh, so maybe no, you'll clog you're your drain. drain. You should <laughs> clog the drain. Clog that's your the drain. whole thing. So the, the lesson right. here hey, is... Kathy to- got, the, got the analogy, I think, and then now we're I got there, muddying right. it up. So, so <laughs> the I lesson is to go home and clog your drain. Okay. But the, I think we got this. That is actually... My drain's always clogged. I think the tricky part of it, though, is is it when you outsource right at what point do you say this is a pain point for our business so actually you know what's funny so we do a lot of outsourcing for different things so we 
have all these different companies that we uh, track things with. And so essentially they do their service and then after a few months we go, okay, we got what we needed from them, turn it off. And so, you know, you, you can gain insight from, like what Lily said, doing multiple different, like, training things and learning as much as you can, but ultimately turning off things when they aren't working for you anymore or serving you so you can save the cost and you can expand more. So that's what we're in right now. We're in cost conservation so that we can build our second office, our third office, our fourth office. But if well, you don't... What's important about you know, what you just said is that in order to understand... Which is maybe the larger point is you have to understand how to measure what's working and what's not working. Absolutely. And that because if you don't know that, then you can't make decisions. Which is one of the biggest things that we always run into is people don't understand that everything is about what you can measure, what you can track, and then you can make a decision, right? And if you're not doing that, there's no way to understand whether something's working. Or I not. think people that get into the med spa industry don't quite understand it, and so that's why it was really important for me to come to the boot camp prior to even. Enough thinking. about me. Well, the truth <laughs> of the matter is, it was so important to come because it gave me eye-opening. Like, what exactly am I getting into? And when actually at that boot camp in LA years and years ago, um, years and years. Gosh, that was like four that years ago. That was back when I was twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an OG. Um, and so essentially the interesting thing is I, I got my eyes open and at that boot camp there was like ER doctors. There was I mean there was just OBGYNs. There was so many different fields because I think a couple things are happening of course in medicine. You're getting the insurance based frustrations. Yes. You know, you're getting the kickbacks of insurance that are you know, you have We don't use the word kickback. Not kickback on this podcast. You know what I mean? The uh, reimbursements. But Much essentially, better. they um, are draining providers, yeah. and you have to be a hamster on the wheel to make money. Yeah. So I think people are getting in this industry from well, all aspects. And, and one thing, we did a member spotlight at your medical spa here in Orlando. Yes, or in it was amazing. Windermere, right? In Orlando, Windermere. Windermere, area. okay. And one of the things that we found out that I would love to talk about right now, when it comes to marketing and building a practice building new patients in a in a place that you're not you know necessarily from originally is you did a um, a mailer, and I think you, she said you did a ton of mailers too. We do too. quite a bit but of mailers. You, but but the, the the magazine that you did where you were on the cover and it was uh, I've got it in my bag and it Ooh. went out to Autographed? you know yeah. it was oh, yeah. well oh, that, have no. that come yes, we're totally gonna have you autograph that. Oh, yeah. I love it. I've already drawn. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> already drawn some pictures on it. It's kind of weird, but, um, <laughs> but totally signed. It'll be fine. But like, talk about that. Like, how you came to make that decision. Describe what it is so people can kind of understand what you did. The investment, which was substantial, yeah, right? it was. and then but the payoff as well. So you know, mailers. You know, we think of social media as the way of the world, but a lot of people are not on social media, and maybe they aren't seeing or your channel. They aren't seeing what you're doing. So. We do mailers. We do target about 10,000. So he's the mailer king because he's always <laughs> doing mailers. And I'm always saying, that's enough mailers. And because they're quite expensive. But he always says, you know, one flyer can return my investment. And now all these people know about us. And so essentially, we target different zip codes based on the month. How often are we doing mailers now? Wait, wait, wait. 12 to 15,000 homes a month. Um, but I got a really good deal because, you know, mailers can cost 40 cents a piece or they can cost 16 cents a piece. 
depending on who you use and where you live. So, luckily, where we live, we can do the 16 cents a piece. Before we go on, Jordan, tell us why you believe in doing mailers. Like, what's the what's the efficacy there? Oh, because as you pointed out earlier, I track them, and I every patient that comes in, I ask them where they found out about me, and a lot of people find out about me through mailers. So, it's either mailers or Google. Yeah, those um, are the two biggest. In the few months that I didn't do mailers, thanks to Megan. Oh. I didn't. I, my patient volume dropped off significantly. So then I and then turned he said, it back on. I haven't on. done mailers. <laughs> Megan, you should be ashamed well, of yourself. Well, I was trying to cook costs because these mailers are a little pricey. You know what, though? I mean, what did you do? You learned something. Right? I yes. did, yeah. You learned that it was worth the money. You know, that's sort of. You have I have to a hard time with them still. So because they're just so expensive. But the thing is, is he's right. No, he's totally right because we had, you know, and so, okay, so our decision right. to lead up, well, this is a, this is a, this is, yeah, that's true. The big comp, so like big other chain companies are doing mailers and it's for a reason. But for us, we decided to invest in being the cover of one of the largest magazines in Central Florida, Central Florida Lifestyle Magazine. We got full distribution across 60,000 homes this month for the uh, medical issue. And so essentially within the first day of it hitting, we got about 11 or 12 phone calls that day that it hit mailboxes and they all you know, booked essentially. And so the thing is, is some of these cases um, that he's gotten recently that patients come in, they say, well, I got your mailer. But then I got your next mailer. Oh, and then I got your magazine, yeah. and I knew I had to come. Like, right. you know, you sometimes it need it takes more than just one mailer. It yeah. may take more than two mailers. And being personalized, we have our faces on the mailer, and essentially not just like a random stock image. But for us, the magazine not only got people to so know about the, us. If you don't mind, what was yeah. the what was the investment in that? So the investment was ten thousand dollars for the um, for, for the for the magazine cover and so two page spread. So I can see where spread. that would be like. You, it's very gotta, stressful to. Did you also with the cover? Did you also get a story? Like yes. what else? So was we got there? a full story. So in so the cover, and then you open it up, and we have the story about who he and I are, and then it, the story of our entire office. Oh, and wow. we also have a um, an offer in there as well. It tells the story about who we are, why we exist, how we exist, and what we provide to the community. And I think what's so great about it is it may or may not bring us X amount of patients, but what it does is that all, all of our patients who are existing to us see this mailer and now instantly have that reassurance that they're in good hands. So I can't tell you how many people that have messaged me on Instagram, texting, whatever. I got your, you know, your uh, cover of your magazine. Um, and you become this, you, there's just this instant level of um, celebrity status. Sort of authority. Credibility. And celebrity right? status, sort of, because they're like, I'm so happy I know you. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> but, but so, so, so the, um, but you did in fact get enough return. We've already returned and it's been less than a month. I okay. mean, it's a return. So, so you've but it already has to be returned the right your- magazine. It has right. to be the right situation. It has to- How do you determine that? Like, We did a lot of research. I mean, I did a lot of research prior to investing in it. And um, I think watching the other dentists in town and med spas in town do multiple covers on an annual basis was a, a light bulb to me that well, if it's working for them and they've done multiple of these, then it's certainly going to make sense for them to do that again. So there has to be the investment. It has to be worth it. So it must be worth it enough for us to do it. Well, I, I, what I found is two things. One, people ignore direct mail and mailers a lot. 
And I think to their peril because like it's become almost social media has become so huge that to have some like textile in front of you that you have to pick it, even if you just have to throw it out, you're still looking at it. It still leaves There's an still image in your mind. About branding. It leaves it in your yeah, mind. That's one of those point. touches. Yeah. You know, and it's true. What you said is like that's actually a benchmark you hear. Like people have to see your message seven times before yes. they act on it. Absolutely. Well and I would just say, yeah. you know, anyone who's doing mailers, like just as a as a as a point of reference, like you can't just do one mailer and expect it to work. And I've seen that a lot with, with doctors who'll they'll do a postcard, they'll do one postcard. And they'll be like, I didn't see anything from that one postcard. I'm going to stop. That's crap. You've got to do at least three, and if that not was me. five, right? And thankfully, he was like, no. He had a buddy who was doing it, or he still does, in Colorado, and it's working. He does yeah. it all the time, yeah. and he's like, this It's consistency, works. frequency. And also, I mean, it's like the pendulum has swung. Like, at one point, like, electronic messaging was, or social media or what have you, that was the most profitable way to do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody was mailing things. And now no one's really mailing things, so things are standing so out more. now we're able to stand out more. And are you guys doing a direct mailers yet? Um, no, not yet. I did do mailers at, at the previous place, and it did worked out it worked out well for us. Um, but then it kind of, like, slowed down. So I think people were getting, like, kind of immune to it. But, but I think you're, you, have to re, you have to keep reassessing your, your uh, advertising get, strategies. Like so busy, you won't need to do like you're inve- like it's the initial investing for a couple of years until everybody really knows about you, and then you can back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's the initial investing to get ahead first. The idea that you had too of you guys putting your faces like that personal touch, and that's something that our social media. Mm-hmm staff is always telling us like we need more personal stuff people really more video the mailer that you guys did yeah the mail you guys are in direct oh, mail oh, with, too with Megan's yeah. face on yep. it yeah. we've done direct mail we always do for each boot camp <laughs> yeah, we, she got it in the mail twice yeah in my face yeah, see and here yeah. you are yeah. sitting yeah. across from us in Orlando <laughs> not even in your hometown so we like to do at least works. three touches, though, every yeah. time we do a direct mail piece. Because yeah. otherwise, I mean, it's throwing money away, we think. Looking to add microblading services to your practice? Registration is open for Fleek Brows Microblading Training on Thursday, February 7th at the Medical Spa Show 2019. This full-day microblading workshop taught by Megan Kennedy, BAC, is for plastic surgeons, dermatologists, physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, registered nurses, estheticians, practice owners, and HR administrators. Kennedy is a board-certified PA and master tattoo artist. She's returning to the medical spa show after last year's successful and sold-out microblading training workshop. M-Spa member pricing is available. Register now at www.medicalspashow.com slash pre-show. So you guys are like soulmates or twin yeah. sisters oh, separated at booth yeah. at birth because so. you're both booth booth. I've had, I've had one we too have many. a booth by the way We're at the medical spa show. <laughs> you, now you, you're both married to dentists slash oral surgeons. You're yes. both PAs. Yes, same age. You're both 
same age. The same age. Practicing for about the same time. Same, same wow. time. You're clearly twins. You look identical. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> same. We don't know. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Like, what's the what's your story? Um, I'll let Lily take this. Yeah, okay. So, um, so I wanted to get started in um, permanent cosmetics, um, and so I signed up for a permanent cosmetics course, uh, where it was all inclusive with microblading, um, eyeliner, permanent eyebrows, lip liner, areolas the whole nine um, but I was like not really sure so I kept doing my research I was googling and I came across Megan on the AmSpot website and I was like ooh Word. who's this blonde <laughs> hello <laughs> who's a hot blonde um, <laughs> and she's a PA and she's a PA so I was like who better to um, you know learn microblading from than you know someone who so is also a PA your desire to learn microblading yes okay yeah um, is how I uh, ended up meeting Megan, um, and you know, it actually worked out really well. Uh, microblading for myself took off really well last year. I did actually uh, like a ton mm-hmm. of microblading clients. Um, I love it. Yes, I love it. That makes yeah. me so happy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, oh so you, you met at Megan's training course. Yes, yeah, yes, I did. She flew in from Arkansas. I was, I was in Little Rock at Little that time. Rock. Yeah, Little Rock Little at Rock the time. to Orlando to yes. take Megan's. And so we didn't get to this last time, mm-hmm. which was a travesty. I know. There which was just too much. Ca- it's had to happen again. This, exactly. It's, it's like destiny. It's, it's density. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I'm so happy that I met Lily. Like that was just by, yeah. like side note. Like it was, oh, thank yeah. you. How many, how many PAs so do you normally thank teach microbiology? So about just one me. every class. Sorry. <laughs> just <laughs> Lily. <laughs> So Just I have one. right now roughly about one every class, roughly. Okay. Yeah, give or so take. Fleek, but she's my favorite. Fleek brows, right? <laughs> this is what it's called. It's f- fleek, fleek brows. brows. Fleek yes. brows. Fleek brows, microblading and training. Microblading and training. You've been doing this for a while. You've Long been in time. microblading more longer than anyone. I was I'd actually, actually the first person in Austin, Texas to be microblading. Really? Yeah. So it was a, it How do was you know that? Because there was no, but I, I've done plenty of research <laughs> and I could have opened up shop, but you know, wherever you open, yeah. you kind of stay. And so I, uh, how, how I decided did you get not in, to. How did you get into microblading? Great question. So I went and got my brows done and I walked out of there after paying like 600 bucks and was like, that took her two hours. And that was... Look at what it did to my face. And I was like, there was... Uh, and you were happy with it. It wasn't like, what did that what did, do to my face? No, it was, I was actually kind of... So I was actually kind of nervous because they swell and they get really big and dark. And my husband, when I first came home, was like, um, I don't know what you did to your face, <laughs> but I hope it fades. That's literally his words. He's like, but I trust you. I think you know what you're doing. And before I went, I was... I think I was maybe like peeing in my pants, calling my dad, asking him if... Yeah, I did. Remember, I was on my way there. And my dad's here too. By the way, um, how do you feel about that, Dad? It was interesting. I looked at it and said, "I could be a little bit dark on you." Yeah, and he's like, "Are you sure you should do this? Like, are you sure? Just think about it." And so, actually, the craziest thing is, had I not gone and done this, I wouldn't be where I am today with Fleek, of course. So when I walked in, got him done, walked out, I was like, "Something's interesting about this whole process for me." It wasn't about just the money; it was about the overall changing of my shape of my face. When was this? This was three and a half years ago, okay. give or take. Yeah. And so I walked out and I, I was like, okay, I, f- I, I went back to my practice in Texas and I thought, all right, I, you know, everybody was giving me compliments on my eyebrows and I was taking pictures and so I just it faded, so much better. swelling went down faded, and you were happy with the results. So happy. And I was doing cosmetic consultations for patients and I kept looking at them going, yeah, I can do your fillers, but 
you need brows, you know, like you got some funky eyebrows. Yeah, so. I was like, I could, I could anti-age you five years in two hours. And is, and is so, it that big of a difference just with the eyebrows? Huge. Really? I mean, it's especially for um, for a lot of older clients who have been through menopause, and a lot of them are losing the tail of the brows, so yeah. they are having to draw draw them in, and not a lot of people are very good at drawing brows. No, yeah. and as the older you get, the harder it gets. Yes. And so we can give them a template; it makes it so much easier. But what's so interesting to me is like this whole part of aesthetics that's been missing it's missing in facelifts it's missing in oncology it's missing in so many different ways because you frame the face from above with the eyebrows and then with fillers you can frame the face with the cheekbone so it's like this contouring that you can do and I think that it's a it really has completed my overall facial rejuvenation process. Yeah. Besides a facelift, I can rejuvenate somebody by you know, five to ten years with Botox. So the uh, eyebrows make that much of a difference. Huge, because fuller, thicker eyebrows are a sign of youth. So if you have thin, smaller eyebrows, it's a sign of old age. And so if you can give someone a fuller eyebrow, you've now made them look so much younger. Yeah, you guys look so just So we have young. our brows yeah. bladed. I, mean, I, think we actually had, I think we had our brows bladed probably around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. So it was so a light I didn't, bulb I didn't, I didn't for have me. That you didn't great, have the light bulb. I didn't have the light bulb, no. Well, now I just, I, just I was like, I look good. <laughs> so so then how did, you, how did that translate into doing training? Because so now you've multiple, got a very successful yeah. and... and just full disclosure, you've got the best training facility in the country. Thank you. You're going to be I coming agree. to. I 100% agree. You really do. And you're coming and she to. She took the class that she's an insider, too. Oh. So that's really like. But you're coming to the medical spa show. You came yes. last year, but you're going to be there on Thursday ahead of the medical spa show in February yes. to do intro to microblading micro training. And we have a surprise for there that we haven't announced yet, but we will announce it. That it's going to happen there. Yes, it's at, a the, at that day. Surprise, but yeah, it's a totally surprise. But it will surprise. be compliant, <laughs> and it will be a surprise that comes very soon. But but essentially, what you're talking about is like last year, the intro um, was very well received. But you can you're actually working out to try to get li- a live yeah, demo. Yeah, live demo. Okay, so that's, that's awesome. the plan. So the live demo yeah. is. Uh, and because we're AmSpot, we have to go through all the legal channels. You can live double me. Talk oh, perfect. To the so I was already thinking about live. De- <laughs> she didn't know it. I telepathically was asking her because I was thinking how perfect she'd be for a live demo. I need to um, touch up. Yeah. So I'll do a color boost for her. Yeah. But I think what's important is uh, uh, for the training is that the live demo is going to bring it home. So all the other aspect of what we're going to talk about that day, but then adding the live demo is going to be the icing on the cake. It's going to be great. I can't wait. So just real quick, talk about. Um, the ROI on adding microblading. Oh, I mean, that's so great. Like, I mean, so from my perspective, I have to have more than one room for it to make sense. So if I had just one room, it wouldn't make sense because it would just be one person sitting there for X amount of hours. So I have five rooms by myself that I feel like a server almost to them because I have five rooms going and they're all, you know, whether it's fillers or, you know, Botox or brows. And essentially the brows kind of marinate for the day for me. So a couple of brows a day that are just sitting there um, are part of like, it's just, a, it's a great return on investment. So the ROI is like $50 is consumable cost at the highest 
of level. Even if you use the fanciest pen. Even if you use the fanciest pen. So yeah. you could probably get it down to twenty dollars. Really? Somewhere around there. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Like if you use like the nicest pen that they have out there, the pen itself is like fifteen dollars. Um, and then. <laughs> and so yeah. I autoclave mine because the and she you have an autoclave. So I have an autoclave. Depending I, on what she uses, she. Can I, I, I've been trying to test out all these different ones. You know. There's um, so many different. There's, there's so different much ones. out there, and so I think what's cool about the and I have to show you these. I got brand new ones that have okay. shading on one side and the other. So, okay. <laughs> so you can autoclave them. So essentially, a ten dollar pen can be used like a hundred times. Yeah. So the, the the now we go down to pennies on on these things, and so I think you know, in terms of like what you get. So if you take a filler, it's half the cost, right? So if you cost your the, the, what the impact that you're having on somebody's face. So this is what's been like the. It's like Botox is always the gateway drug. Brows for me are the gateway drug. Essentially, yeah. be, essentially, because they trust you with their face, and then they now go, you know what? And you have so much time with them, so you're doing their eyebrows, and you go, did you ever think about those under eye circles, yeah. or did you ever look at this line here? It's getting my, my pigment's getting trapped in this line, or whatever, and it's like, well, what can I do about this? Uh, you can get or or even temple hollowing. So yes, as their brows start to come down, it's huge. So yeah. we can start to the way that what's so unique about having it in a medical spa space is that you're able to do Botox and filler prior to microblading and get a better result and so I think overall outcome in a med spa space especially you're using a blade and a needle and there's blood around it should be in my opinion in a medical spa space so it's like you're you're completing the other treatments and, and, and supplementing them and then framing it yes. but at the same time when you're working with a patient who's getting microblading it allows you that entree and to talk to talk to them about their other issues. Yeah, well, they come in for microblading, but they may just need first Botox and fillers in their temples. Yeah, and so essentially, I'm treatment planning them Botox and fillers first. Then, in a couple of months, they come back and get their microblading. And and, and, and how hard is it to learn microblading? To learn microblading, yeah. you know, it's it's actually it's an art. Yeah. So if you don't practice it, you're not going to be good. If you don't fully commit to doing it, you're not going to be good. But I think anybody can learn anything if they try hard enough, to that's be honest. A, that's a great point, yeah. yeah. So, so I, what's know. the pricing for microblading? What is the follow-up, right? Because, like, one of the things about gateway drugs and loss leaders is that <laughs> usually you're not actually making money off it. That's what's so kind of interesting about microblading interesting. being, like... Yeah. The thing that kind of brings them in because you're actually, the ROI sounds like it's quite high. I'm it's curious really about high. your like price points and what your so ROI. So depending then, on the, oh yeah. Sorry. And then just real follow up, like what is like, is there a long term with that client? Like is, do you have to refresh and at what mm-hmm. point? Things like that. Yeah, that's a great question. So the $20, give or take, if you're at like the good end of uh, cost, consumables, and then depending on the geographical area that you're in will depend on your price point, how good you are, yes, and um, so many other factors, but those are big ones. And your overhead costs. So, like, if your overhead cost is high, you have to, you know, kind of stick that in with the price. Um, but essentially, like, for a full brow, for me, is 700 and the cost is 20 to $50. And how much, how, how long does that take? It, so, so, the taking time point of it takes me now, it took me, I can get a full brow done in an hour, but I extend it to about three to four hours because I'm seeing a lot of other patients. I've during, seen her do this before. Yeah. So yeah. It's so like, she, so she'll start on someone's brow, like she'll numb them and then she'll go to a different room and do like a Botox and then she'll come back and like, um, draw the brow on and whatever she's doing. And then she'll go and do like another like uh, filler, filler and then she'll come back and then she'll like do some stro- like the first pass of the strokes and then she'll marinate it. 
and then she'll come back and you know see another patient. What's the what's the I mean besides the fact that you're treating multiple patients and you're increasing your dollars per hour? What's the is there a benefit to having the the patient who's getting the eyebrows there for that long? Well, yes and no. If they're bleeding a lot, yes. If you know, overall for me. Um, no, I mean, you know, yes and no. I mean, they are holding up a room. So that is something that, you know, as I... Mean, is I, there any utility to saying, like, we're going to knock them out in an hour well, and be done? Well, you, you, like, you have better retention. It's tough. You have better retention, retention as... If you, if you, the pigment retention, if you let, let it marinate. But the so thing is... You have to have them numb. Exactly. And you have to have them marinate for a couple times. So gotcha. I think, like, the shortest is an hour, you know? Shortest, yeah. Shortest but it's, it's a better result if but you do it for longer. it's a better longer. result because yeah. it's now you create these little, um, you know cuts if you will and if the pigment's able to get in there for longer and the skin's able to stop swelling and be irritated you're going to get a better result so it does go hand in hand with result yeah um but yeah i mean there are so as far as you you were asking about how often they come back we see them it depends so if they have super oily skin they work out a lot they're in the sun they're going to come back more frequent Mm -hmm. like any other tattoo and like you exactly (laughs) men get it done too (laughs) i was talking about the working out part oh okay i was gonna say i didn't i can't tell if your eyebrows are done. <laughs> it's because I work out so much. <laughs> so some people come back more frequently and some people come back like less frequently. But typically every year I'm seeing these people back and they come in. They're like, you know, I want to do lip fillers this time with my right. brows. It's, or like or skincare or whatever, yeah. whatever else you're offering, you know. So it's really a way to get them yes. into your practice. You, yeah. Very much uh, a, a patient for life, if you will. That's awesome. So, um, and your training is going incredible. Yeah, I know it's that going you're great. like having I people come from all month. over the country yeah. to see you, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm um, very I happy. feel like we're some small part of that because we've, you know, no, seen you guys are a big part of it. You guys are awesome. <laughs> no, you, and you're awesome. So, um, <laughs> how many? Part. What's your how, your train? Talk just l- real quickly about what your training program is. How many people you can see a month? Like, yeah. How, so, I, I at this point, I have two training companies. I do injectable um, training, and I do micro training and so the the eyebrow training has been around for a longer period of time and I can typically see about eight to ten students a month and that's just because I do a weekends only and I'm busy in practice during the weekdays but I do private trainings as well for advanced. Um, so someone may come in for just like a one-day advance that's already been microblading but wants to like perfect their skills. Um, but the two-day training is usually a Saturday, Sunday. And it's, you know, typically I like to say an average of seven to eight students. And it's great. They each get two models. And that, was a, that was the biggest part for me um, was having two models because a lot of training programs don't have two models or you're like sharing one model or whatever it may be and it's huge yeah. it's huge because when I went so you get your own you get to work on your own model two times two times yes. and two, what's so yeah. nice about that is like when I went to my trainings I did multiple trainings and I just couldn't get what I wanted out of any of the trainings so when I created this training program I created it with all this in mind so I said you know what that training company is missing this this training company is missing this and I just basically kind of created everything um that was missing in other companies so fleek brows uh what's the website fleekbrowsflorida.com fleekbrowsflorida.com you can find them on the medical spa show website yep yeah and on the calendar you go to education 
go to pre-show training and you'll find more about the introduction to microblading course. Yay! Which is going to be awesome. And Seriously. Kennedy Medical Aesthetic Training Institute is going to be there um, as well at a booth. Yeah, yeah. they're exhibiting. Um, first exhibiting. year exhibiting. So, Yay! So exciting. That's so exciting. So this has been awesome. So thank you guys so yes, much. Yes, thank you so much for having, um, us. having us. This any, is a lot of fun. Any parting words of advice for the folks out there, for our four or five listeners? Hmm. Go to boot camp so you know what you're getting into. Let's talk about that some more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth is, you will learn so much from the boot camp, and it will pay itself back. It is worth the time, worth the investment. You can see Lily's here all the way from Montgomery to learn about, you know, everything. And, she can't even and she's in the middle of it. <laughs> and she knows the value that's involved. And so I think that speaks volumes to the boot camps. I mean I, I know what I don't know. Right. So Which is, but that's half the battle. Here we are. You know what? But that's not common. No. Part of the problem that we see in this industry is that people don't know what they don't know. I know. Right? I know. So, what and I then they know. and I think the thing is too is that they end up getting a little bit defensive about what they don't know because they want to cover up what they don't know. And I think if they were a little more open-minded, they would do better. Um, so I think it's really good to be even if you're a long-term business owner in this industry, you can always learn something new. And I, that's definitely, I think that's yeah, a like really that you know big take-home is don't just yeah, stay stagnant. Because it will, you know, somebody somebody younger will surpass you. <laughs> it's not like a threat. Spoken like two. No, not exactly, old. but you know what I mean. <laughs> we, um, you know what I absolutely. mean. So check her, check Megan out on our website, Lily. Wh- wh- where can people find you if they want to learn more about your practice? Um, you can go to um, alabamasurgicalarts.com or on Instagram at alabamasurgicalarts or my personal account, which is. Um, the dot cosmetic dot PA <laughs> and on Instagram um, for, <laughs> I'm Orlando Med Spa so on Instagram change, change it a lot. yes I did <laughs> I'm done changing it that's it Orlando Med Spa but oh, that's it no but dentalmedicalspa.com is where you can find all of our services dentalmedicalspa.com well. yeah. and uh, yeah that's and when when is the calendar of Jordan coming out because <laughs> you're a handsome you're devil. Hopefully, it. very soon. I'm not gonna lie. Hopefully, very soon. I feel soon. like maybe you work out once or twice a week. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, about the same as, as you, actually. I can tell. Said a lot. Clearly, but you said it, I didn't. I appreciate that, though. Thank you. Um, all right, this is great. Thanks so much. Maybe. We'll wait another six months or so and bring you back, oh, Megan. And I'm then ready. Lily, well, you know what? You. We have in Vegas. Um, we'll be potentially, you know, doing it at the medical spa show, something fun. Yeah, we should do like a live medical oh, spa that'd show. That'd be great. You know, like, like with filming it and stuff. Yeah, I love it. But, oh, I love it. I love it. And we'll awesome. have Jordan back at that time, too. Jordan is going to be manning yeah. the booth and being I a runner it. like last year. Yep. <laughs> Doing push-ups with, with my wife sitting on his back this time. Yes. <laughs> she still talks about you, Jordan. She's like, oh, he's a handsome man. I would go to the dentist every year if it was Oh, my God. Yeah, he doesn't look like a scary dentist Twice at all. No. <laughs> Just give me some nitrous. I'm in. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much. Uh, We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, Alex Tiersch was joined by Megan Kennedy, PAC, and owner of Windermere Dental and Medical Spa and Fleet Browns Microblading Training in Orlando, Florida. Also, by Lizzie Nizam, PA of Alabama Surgical Arts in Montgomery, Alabama. 
Want to attend the only national event by medical spas for medical spas? Registration is now open for the Medical Spa Show February 8th through the 10th, 2019 at the beautiful Ara Resort and Casino in Las Vegas with pre-show education on CEO training, injectable training, and microblading training on Thursday, February 7th. Register now at medicalspashow.com and use the promo code POD50 to save $50 on the only show that is by medical spas for medical spas. 